from the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com, it's time for your favorite Android podcast. Kick back now and enjoy another fine episode from these fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello and welcome to episode 157 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Sally Kunders and Kareen Kawan and John Dyer. And we are coming to you on Saturday, December the 9th, 2021. It's an AI-focused episode this week, but a very exciting one. In the Android Basics section, we're going to talk about all the announcements from Google AI. And in the Spotlight section, it's a really exciting thing that we've been waiting for for years. Saki Shake is going to tell us all about the release of Seeing AI on Android, which happened last Monday. So how are we all? Warren, how are you? I'm doing well, Ed. Thank you so much. Uh, finally seeing the sun today. Nice to see the sun out there. Although it's like 30 whatever degrees out there, 32, 35 degrees out there. But nice weather out here today. Um, it's, uh, sun is out, and so it's not bad day at all. So I'm glad to be here. That's good. John, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm not feeling great still. So hopefully one of these weeks I'll be back to normal again. But it was a good week. Um, I was one of the poor fools who downloaded Beeper Mini and installed it and got iMessaging <laughs> with all my friends and family and thought life was great uh, until Apple squashed it like a bug. Yeah, that that's something, isn't it? Uh, I knew something was up and... Um, it's kind of sad to see Apple taking an axe to uh, Beeper Mini. Uh, it's just crazy. I don't know. I, I, and now I'm going to be on a on a minority of one on an Android podcast, but I don't I don't have a problem with Apple doing that at all. <laughs> Apple, Apple have a feature that's available. We're going to talk about Google <laughs> releasing features for Pixels in a minute, and I'm sure you're not going to criticize them. So Apple wants to restrict the feature to the device it's released on. And Google, we are about to talk about restricting features to devices they're released on. Um, I don't have an issue with that at all. I'm not saying it's Apple's just the feature, they're, the feature they're restricting is um, encryption between users with their messages. It's like they claim to be all about security. And then as soon as like their users are starting to have conversations with Android users that's encrypted instead of sending it over SMS. They're like, Oh no, we don't, this is not something we agree with. I understand, but we're about to say that manufacturers can restrict features to phones, aren't we? In a minute, I think. So I don't, I don't particularly have an issue with this. (laughs) I get it's the point. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It, it, it was good while it lasted. Um, and I, yeah. I can see why they might do that because it's, to me, it's probably like hacking through their system. I don't know. Yeah, but exactly. you know how that exactly. impossible. Exactly that. They have the right to 
do it for whatever reason they want. And the reason is iMessage lock-in. That's why they do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they I won't support RCS until they're forced to. That's the you know, same reason <laughs> they've done it for yeah. years. Yeah. yeah and, and, and I don't think they should be for, well, we're going to get into the philosophical things when we're doing introducing the crew. So I'll do that later. Um, Kareem, how are you? Hello, I'm fine. Um, everything is going well here. Uh, finally, I'm going to 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 switch uh, the or to 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 use another internet provider. So I hope that in the next weeks, um, I will be able to participate more in the uh, in the podcast. And yeah, wish me well in the, in is the that switch. The, is that Hudud internet provider or a different one? Leave Hudud alone. I will never <laughs> thank, leave Hudud Thank alone. you, girl. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> but no, seriously, we're glad you're changing internet providers. And I'm hoping, though, that the one that you're switching to would be better. That would be great. Uh, it, it will be with less speed. However, it should be more reliable. So, yeah. I, I'll take reliability any day over uh, inconsistency. So that in microcosm is the difference between the Facebook app on iOS and the Facebook app on Android. Like the iOS app is quicker and better, but it breaks literally all the time. The Facebook app on Android is a lumbering nonsense, but at least you can use Facebook. <laughs> like he literally can. Good it one. never breaks. It never breaks. Um, good one. It's just it's just a bit annoying. I'm glad I don't I do but Facebook. It'll be there for you though. It will. It won't it won't it won't break. Well iOS are like it's Quicksilver and but it'll never work. So, yeah, so I'll, never, I'll what take, do you want? What I'll do you take want? Rule out. I'll take well, reliability <laughs> over, you know, inconsistency. I, I'm not opining particularly. I'm showing people the choice. But Kareen has made that choice in terms of her internet service provider. Uh, Yanak, Sally, how are you? Well, I'm doing good. So I think it's because we had some conversations with Joan earlier this week when I was feeling cold. So now Joan got a call from me. So. <laughs> Okay, everything is good here. It's raining uh, heavily since early, early afternoon. And it's going to be like this for mm, Sunday and Monday. So I'm locked at home. It's all good, though. I'm much better uh, and completely recovered from my cold. I'm glad about that. And I'm glad that in Samsung's fair city, the phones are so pretty. Yeah, it does. And Sally... Are you still yeah. looking as handsome like I am? Because you and I both get better looking every day, don't we? Yeah, I mean, yeah, today I, I took a photo <laughs> and like uh, my my brother says, oh, mate, you look damn handsome today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, to, oh, be fair, to be fair, what one of you does, uh, I think Sally's fine. I'm not sure about <laughs> anybody else. All right, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 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 and Saki, my friend, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. And where are you coming to us from? I am currently in near Seattle in Redmond, Washington. <laughs> nice. And uh, we were, we, we, uh, as I said, we, we were at school together, weren't we? Uh, a long time ago. 
many years ago. Yes, indeed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's cool together. That was uh, a good time. But uh, yeah, and here we all are. Well, once again, thank you very much for having me. This is the announcement segment of Blind Android Users Podcast. Stay tuned to hear important information regarding the podcast, surveys, and the latest news. And we'll turn to our announcement section now. Uh, Warren, do we have any announcements? Indeed, we have an announcement, and that has to do with our three-year anniversary something we're all happy about, looking forward to it, and we're talking about next week, folks. Uh, That's when we turn three, and we're looking forward to you guys coming on because we really want to party together. We want to celebrate this milestone. It's a big milestone, and so if you're able to, we encourage you to be part of this celebration, this part of this uh, big jubilee that we have coming up next week. Uh, of course, it's going to be like 9 a.m. Pacific time as we record on at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So uh, you translate that into your time zone around the world and you know what, what time it is to come on and join us. We'll be putting that information on both our Telegram groups, our email groups, and our Facebook and whatever other channels that we have, social media um, networks that we have. So we're looking forward to having you guys come on next week and have that big party with us. We'll be excited seeing you. We absolutely will. What you notice about that is that uh, most people... Uh, might put a time zone around Eastern. They might put it around Universal or uh, Greenwich Green Time. Warren, Warren likes a Warren-centric time zone, so he goes to his little town in Washington, and we go Pacific. It's fine. It's all well, good. We well, can all work it out. Here's the here's the trouble. I have no clue about you know all that uh, GMT or Universal. So I leave that to you, Ed. You could say that in. No, uh, no, I know, I know that. <laughs> what you do instead is you allow everybody else listening to work it out, which is fine. Whereas you could you could possibly find out once, and it says everyone else doing it, but you don't, and I admire that. So 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 we're going with Pacific. It's but you usually, or else I could, I usually use the UK time sometimes for reference. <laughs> so we're talking about if if you're close by UK time, we're talking five PM local <laughs> time in the UK. So uh, people could always get their time from that. I think that's a good reference point okay. uh, as okay. to Pacific time, which is not a big time zone. No, no, but I love it nonetheless. Do join us. Do join us for the um, the three year anniversary. As Warren said, the link will be posted uh, on 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 Bookface on on our various yeah. other channels. Bookface, yeah, <laughs> uh, the Bookface group. Uh, it will be done. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. And now we turn to our Android Basics section. And as I said, this episode is an AI theme. 
And it's quite exciting because there have been a whole bunch of announcements from Google. And I'd like Warren to talk us about some of these because they these are pretty seismic, I think. They're quite exciting. It is indeed, and quite a big week in AI because it's not only Google. We will be talking about seeing AI here, and also, finally, people got the Be My AI from Be My Eyes uh, also dropping this week. So it's a big week of AI in general. So it seems like this was all coordinated. I don't know. Uh, Sakiva, I wonder if you guys were coordinating these things, you know. But anyway, uh, it's nice to see that we have such a big week in AI and now that we're talking about Google, uh, Google came out and dropped all that they could. And we have three different models of the AI from Google based on Project Gemini, which is the one that uh, powers it all. If people remember BARD that we had last year when Google brought BARD being powered by Palm. And now we have Gemini powering this um, and we got three of these things. We got the Ultra and the Ultra, I see that probably something that would become more or less a subscription base, especially for, you know, big companies and things like that, because this is, we're talking huge, huge uh, projects here. So uh, Ultra will not be for knuckleheads like me and all of that. Then we have the Pro, which is also going to be powering BART, which consumers could tap into that as well. But then we have the Nano, which is the most important one. And that's because when we look at AI, it is so huge. And for Google to find a way of bringing it to the phone in the way of the Nano uh, version, and so that you could do things on your phone without the need to connect to the internet, this is something we've been wanting for quite a long time. And to see that happening, I think it's a, a big win-win. And Pixel phones, especially the Pixel 8 Pro in particular, is the one that's taking advantage of that. And so if you got that feature drop, the Pixel drop, the December drop that we've been talking about, we talked about the betas and all of that, this uh, December uh, feature drop that includes uh, things like Pixel 5a up to the Pixel 8 Pro. But that AI part of it is only uh, for Pixel 8 Pro phones. So if you don't have that Pixel 8 Pro phone, you're not going to be able to take advantage of that. And people may be asking, you know, what are some of these things? I think right now, there are some of the things that are available is that recording a summary, for example, we record something and it can just summarize it for you, uh, give you the text and, you know, bulleting some of the important uh, portions so you know where to go if you want something like that. And of course, finally, video boost and all of that finally happening. So, those are some of the things that we are seeing here in that Nano version of the, the project Gemini. And alongside with that, though, there were some four critical uh, exploits that Google fixed. And one of them actually uh, affected everybody. It's an exploit that everyone had, whether you're on um, Apple, you're on Linux. Uh, it has to do with that Bluetooth. But Google fixed that. Um, I don't know what Apple has done. Apple hasn't done it yet or not, and whether Linux is fixed it or not. But we know that if you have a Google phone um, that is fixed or an Android phone is fixed, but you have to be at least, I think it's Android 11 or higher, 
actually maybe even not even Android 11. If you don't have this December security patch, I think that would probably leave you in the cold. So I don't know what's going to happen, but basically it's um, a vulnerability, an exploit that someone could use a Bluetooth uh, to access or, you know, control your phone. And so, like I said, it's not only just Google, but all the major operating systems, including Fruitvale. That sounds a little bit cataclysmic, doesn't it? Hopefully um, everyone will be able to sort that out. I hope so too, because this is uh, this is huge. But there are like forty um, fixes that came along with this, and um, I'm glad to see that uh, some of the features that were not yet here, uh, if one wasn't in the QPR uh, beta, now we have those as part of this December feature drop. Yeah, definitely. Um, what I think is interesting. And uh, I, I, I'm a fairly agnostic guy. I get, I get that people on here are less agnostic than me. Um, that there's been a lot of chat about whether manufacturers should make software features on their devices available to others. So th- th- this most notably comes across on Apple in terms of iMessage, and they, they, they squashed some little little third-party provider. Um, and they get a flag for that in the Android community, which I get. But also, Google seems to be making software features available on its phones that aren't available anywhere else. Where, where do you stand on Google doing that? Is, is that defensible, or should their AI features in reality not be made available to the 8 and 8 Pro only and actually uh, be made available to other Android device, devices and, uh, you know, uh, other Google apps that run on non-Android devices? Where do you stand on that? I think that sometimes some of these things, you know, are downright to marketing uh, tricks and things like that. Um, I'm looking at Pixel 7 or Pixel 6 series, for example, uh, that didn't have that guided, you know, frames thing for the back of the camera like we have in the Pixel 8 series. But talking about that, you see, now that has come to these uh, phones as well. So it's just a matter of time. And sometimes all manufacturers do that or companies do that because they want to make people uh, people buy a particular product based on a certain uh, feature that has come to that device and all of that. And then also some things are kind of limited because of some cultural uh, limitations. And when I talk about cultural limitations, you know, some countries may say, no, we don't want this, or maybe some religious uh, whatever we say, we don't want this. And that's one of the reasons why sometimes we see apps coming in other countries without certain features and all of that. I mean, looking at WhatsApp, for example, uh, in some 65 or so countries, you're not going to get the full-blown uh, uh, WhatsApp features and all of that and things like that. So uh, governments have a say in some of these things, and so it takes a while and I'm looking at the uh, thermometer uh, in the Pixel 8 Pro, which is not very active right now. I can't take measurements of my temperature until you know it gets approved. So one of these things has to do with you know regional 
uh, concerns and religious or cultural concerns. So I understand that. Yeah. And, and the thermometers where it's hot, isn't it, in this debate? <laughs> yeah, it is hot. And uh, I would love to be able to use it. But, you know, whether it comes or not, it's there. And when it's the right time for them to turn it loose, then it's there to take advantage of it. It's just like the seeing AI that we waited for so long. And all that matters is that it's now here. And talking about that, yeah. Uh, so Ed, the other one, though, that we don't want to you know, leave in the dust is the BIMA AI, AI that we mentioned earlier. Uh, that also came out this week. So it's just nice to see that people have that on Android because uh, it's one of those things that people have been talking about. And a lot of people were upset about it. I wasn't because... Um, I, I knew, you know, the guys were saying it was coming this year and they kept to their word. And sure enough, it was there on December 4th, the very same day that Sing AI came out. It was. Um, we demonstrated the uh, uh, the beta when it came to Android. You'll recall that um, some earlier doctors got that. Uh, we did that two or three weeks ago now. So uh, that is now here. Uh, do do you use it? Do do you play with it? I think it's a it's a good addition to the Be My Be My Eyes app on Android. So uh, it's it's there uh, for many more people, and I am glad, as you say, they they hit the target of doing that before the end of the year. I'm glad, yeah, because people were a little bit angry about it, <laughs> but it's one of those things that you know we're talking about sometimes uh, it takes a little bit of time for these things to come through and sometimes it's maybe some limitations or maybe the staffing is not there and all of that uh, of course and but you know ordinary users like me knuckleheads like me we do not know that but um, uh, most important thing it's here for everyone one thing i would say we've spoken today about the uh be my AI functionality of be my eyes and seeing AI. What you can't do yet with be my AI on Android, but you can do with seeing AI is you can share a picture with seeing AI and have it described. That I think is quite an important point to make. Um, that that functionality exists in Be My Eyes on iOS. It doesn't yet on Android, but but seeing AI have brought this to Android. So if you want to have a picture described, then uh, you can use the Seeing AI app for that. It will appear in the share sheet. Uh, do do it. What what you might notice though is you get a fairly brief description, and you can tap the more info button. That that point was made in the interview, but I think it's it's important to make it here. This is the Spotlight segment. Stay tuned for premium interviews, device unboxing and more. And now we move on to our Spotlight section. And I'm delighted to say for our spotlight section that we are joined by Saqib Sheikh from Microsoft, my former school friend, incidentally. And this is absolutely huge on Android. Um, The app Seeing AI has been released, something we've all been waiting for for literally years. 
Now, Sakib, when we when we start interviews, um, uh, I ask two questions at the start. One is a little bit about you. One is about the company. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stow the second question. I don't think you need to tell us about Microsoft, but tell us a bit about you and how you came to be at Microsoft in the first place. Oh, thank you so much, Ed. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. And yeah, so I, yeah, we went to school together in a city called Worcester back in the UK. These days, I recently moved to Seattle in the USA, at least for a while, but in many ways, I still consider England home. So yeah, I was always into technology and all that good stuff. And at Microsoft, ultimately worked on a whole bunch of different things but one day there was a hackathon where which kind of means that you can make anything you want just for fun and I started playing around with AI which is what I studied back at university and figured like you know what is the latest AI that could help a blind person a few lots of years ago when AI wasn't really a thing in the public consciousness and then yeah that got some attention and I was eventually, you know, in the privileged position to be able to start my own team at Microsoft, which was amazing to get that kind of support from a big company. And then, yeah, we came out with the Seeing AI app some years ago on iOS and now on Android. I'm very excited about that. I I think probably most people listening will know this, but in case they don't, can you tell us a little bit about what Seeing AI does and what its features are for sure so it's and initially described as like a talking camera app or like a visual companion so you hold up your camera phone and it will start telling you what it can see like uh, we have different channels which you switch between to get different types of information so it will start reading you text straight away and it will just read absolutely everything it can see which can be a lot, but it's a really quick way just to scan around for signs or to go through envelopes in the mail and stuff like that, through to really precise scanning of a document um, or recognizing handwriting as well and pr- product recognition, currency recognition, um, and of course, identifying what's in any photo, whether that's one you share with Seeing AI from another app or one that you take with the camera. And even more, ultimately, we split it into these channels for different things you want to do. And yeah, I kind of think it was one of the first apps of its sort. And what's really exciting at the moment is we're going through this whole new wave of AI. Because as AI and other technologies improve, we keep bringing it into the app. I often think of it like a bit of a conversation. We're talking to the scientists at Microsoft and academia and elsewhere. We're talking to the blind community to see what the challenges are and then thinking like what are the experiences in the middle so recently we added like even richer descriptions and the ability to chat to seeing ai about a document for example um so i can talk more about that but a lot of cool stuff at the moment in ai and what what because ai you know is obviously very uh topical at the minute are, are you able to tell us what ai is powering it right now is it is it chat gpt or is it something else or are you not at liberty to say yeah it's a combination of stuff there's a bunch of stuff at microsoft and then there's also of course gpt which microsoft has a big stake in 
well, Microsoft has taken the company OpenAI, uh, who makes GPT, uh, which is the technology behind seeing AI, ChatGPT, and so much more. Uh, thank you. You are now in my backyard, and I'm mighty proud of that. Now we get to eat lunch one of these days. I'll give you a whole lot of bad time when we meet. Just kidding. But welcome to Seattle, and I uh, hope this becomes your new home and you stay here. But thank you. Now let's talk about this uh, seeing AI. Of course, it just made things easy for blind people. And I recall my friends on the uh, iOS, which I call the Fruitvale land, you know, used to kind of taunt me about it. Hey, you're, you're on Android. You don't have the goodness that we have. And so, you know, we pined away and I think it was you or maybe some other guy I contacted. I think it was maybe even about Soundscape. And yeah, they were going to look into it and it never happened. And I kind of got PO'd with you guys. Let's be frank here. <laughs> <laughs> And so after six and a half years, here we are today. Uh, uh, Sakib, could you tell us what was it that kept you away so long? I think a lot of Android users are aching uh, to hear as to what the reason was, because some have just become downright angry about it you know, over the years. And now here we are, and it's better late than never. So Take us back down that memory land and, uh, <laughs> you know, talk about things that were not possible and things that were kind of standing in the way until now. All right. All right. I'm going to I'm going to watch my words here. No, I, um, <laughs> we always, look, we always wanted to bring this to as many people as possible. And by the numbers, especially today, Android is huge. But if you go back to when we started, we were like, okay, which platform first? And back then, you know, there were some stats that said, especially in the US, 70 plus percent of blind people used iOS. And the numbers have changed. Talkbacks got much better over the years and so on and so forth. The thing is, ultimately, we had a team of three people at the beginning. And it was not feasible right at the beginning to do both. So we prioritized the iOS first. and. We are now in a fortunate position to have a team that can make and maintain an Android app that works on the the variety of devices. And there's, you know, so many different devices and camera types and stuff that, yeah, I'm very excited by Android, but it's also a complex e ecosystem with, and again, the fragmentation's got better over time, which makes it a bit easier than it was in the beginning. So, yeah, we've always wanted to do it. And it's always been a personal frustration of mine that we could not have done this sooner so excited that it's out there today but it's definitely been a long time um coming and really appreciate the community waiting with us we and forgive the good thing you I, we do we, we do <laughs> forgive you and, and the other thing as well the, the good thing about warren's question like it it was annoying for the differential years we might call them but now it probably doesn't matter does it because it is here and what it will help do in particular, I mean, I think it was a great app anyway. Um, when I was on iOS, I used it and I'll use it now I'm on Android. You know, it's it's acquisition of text is quick. So but what it what it will also do now is here, I think, is help smooth that transition for people switching between two operating systems. So while while you might have been beaten up, <laughs> possibly even on here, about about why it didn't <laughs> 
come to Android, yeah, that 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 question is going to cease to matter because now it's on Android. So so if you come to this like uh, uh, post seeing our release as opposed to pre seeing II release, then 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 it then it won't matter, will it? Because now it's here, and the folks that come to it later won't know that it ever wasn't. Yeah, did you notice the sunshine come out and the birds start singing and? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunny uplands. Sunny uplands of seeing AI. Just kidding, just kidding. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So we're excited to see that you are here. And, um, you know, John was relating a story. Uh, I'll, I'll let John talk about that story. And it just basically summarized uh, what that is all about, you know, because, yeah, we've been kind of uh, PO'd in the past, uh, but now it's here. And but John, you want to tell that story? I think that's a brilliant uh, story regarding um, seeing AI. Sure. Yeah, just yesterday. So I'm in a, a few different groups on Facebook related to blindness, and a lot of them are not tech related. But people always ask, what should I get and what phone should I get? And people are always saying iPhone. And I'm always in there defending, like, you don't have to get an iPhone. Like, if you want an Android phone, that's accessible also. But somebody specifically said just yesterday, um, you're going to have to get an iPhone because you're going to want to be able to use Seeing AI, which is a great app for blind people. And that's not available on Android. It's only available on iOS. And all I did was I responded to that comment with a link to the Play Store (laughs) to get seeing AI. So I'm glad that now I can have that as a defense to like, no, you don't have to stay on house because it, believe it or not, that has been a reason that people stay on iOS. I love that story. And choice is so important. Uh, as you said, that we want to get the capabilities that sort of benefit to as many people as possible, regardless of what phone you choose to buy and you know that should you know you should have access to the technology regardless of where you are so i think your your story really underlines that so first of all i want to welcome you um i'm glad to 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 have to to be in, the, in this chat actually uh i was excited about seeing ai when it was released for Android, I'm not comment about the delay of because it it is better to to come late uh, than not coming at all. So yeah, but actually you you did it very well. I think the first version is really promising. So um, everything's working well. So yeah, this is uh, the first positive thing. However, I have some questions. Uh, first of all. Um, I'm a Lebanese person, so I represent here the Arabic community, you should say. Or so um, unfortunately, despite the, the great OCR capabilities of seeing AI, uh, Arabic is not supported. So are you um, having plans to um, like extend the support so Arabic will be among the, the, uh, the languages that this great OCR um, capability uh, we'll work on Arabic is something we really want to do right now. There are very few um, Arabic text recognition models which run on your phone, which is an important part of something like short text reading so quickly. So, yes, we want to support Arabic, but it's really a case of all the technology being there. And 
I think that's such a key part of it. If there were some parts which were not available, we might think, oh, we'll release half of the features in some languages. But I, um, yeah, would like to hear your thoughts about that as well. Well, I think the most important thing is to support uh, as uh, for optical character rec recognition because actually, really, uh, seeing AI is able to do something great. So in English, I'm, 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 I'm talking about the English text. So if you are able really to, to let this happen with Arabic text, this will be great. I, I, yeah, actually, Arabic is a hard language. Uh, the, the fonts, the, the variety of fonts, the way it is written. Um, yeah, I know it, it, it is a challenging lang language. Uh, however, if you are really um, willing to, to go for that, um, I'll be of the people who will be very much uh, like keen to work with you in beta testing stuff. And uh, yeah, so, so I think if you are able to, to, to let it be like the, the English engine, it will be something really great. Thank you. And yeah, we keep to look at that. And as we can get the technology for... Arabic, especially the, for the short text, uh, real-time Arabic recognition, we will definitely be in touch. Yeah, thank you. And uh, the, the the second question is related to AI. So uh, you are now having the image recognition. Um, actually, if we compare it to, uh, to the Bing chat, for example, which is also using GPT-4, and it is from Microsoft, I mean, the Bing chat. So uh, it is uh, more detailed. Yeah, it can't detect uh, uh, people. Yeah, but it's more detailed. So are you uh, going to add something more detailed, like uh, uh, to, to use the, the capabilities of GPT-4 more to get a more detailed description, as well as uh, the ability to ask follow-up questions? Yeah, there's a, definitely both scenarios we have in our mind. Have you tried tapping the more info when you've taken a photo? Yeah, the, the more info button does give more. Uh, it's certainly more than like the two faces. That, that's what I was just going to say. Kareen, uh, do, do you think the more info button gives less than something yeah, like a so Be My AI? I wasn't sure it did. Look, I didn't try Be My AI until now because actually I, I'm not going to try it until it has the share capability, which is not mm -hmm. having right now. So, but actually, the more info is giving details. However, if we compare, as I said, to to the Bing chat, okay, forget about people because uh, seeing AI is able to 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 um, describe people, uh, <laughs> Bing not. But I'm talking about the other details. Actually, Bing is still able to give more more details. So, so I, I think, think yeah, it, ultimately yeah. the technology is going to keep getting better. Already we have much better, richer descriptions than is currently released. And so, you know, over the upcoming weeks on both Android and iOS, you'll see those descriptions will just keep getting better. Um, and the reason it's different is because these newer generative AI models have this tendency to hallucinate and tell you things that are maybe not there. So in seeing AI, we also then put um, some extra layers to make sure that what it describes is the kind of things someone who can't see is more interested in, and that it's got the right level of reliability, etc. So that's why they're not exactly the same. And But I tell you that some of the descriptions I've been getting on our latest internal versions is absolutely incredible. And I never thought we'd be at this point with AI where you can get such rich, vivid descriptions out of a out of a computer, well, a phone. 
I know what yeah, you mean about the, halluc- the hallucinations. I, I, I pointed it at the screen and it said, Warren is a handsome fellow using a non-pixel phone. Like it's, it's, it's lying, isn't it? It's, it's oh, hallucinating. Bro- oh, brother. It's always got to do this. You know, that's how it goes. So first of all, I also want to say thank you so much for coming here with us. So my question is, since uh, seeing AI is available on Android and a lot of people are going to use it, will it get any benefits for the AI to recognize things better? Because, you know, the more images going to teach AI. So if I understand your question right, are you asking about does more users make the AI get better? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so in seeing AI, we are very careful right now that we do not we do not save your photos. A lot of companies do this where they will store everything you give them and train new AI. We felt it was important for our community that we did not do that. Certainly there would be benefits if we did, but for privacy and to know that, you know, if you're reading something, Microsoft does not get to see that. Even when it comes to our servers, it goes up to the cloud, gets processed, and is gone. So that is one important line that we draw. So I'm just wondering, now that we have it on Android, and we're going to let the past stay in the past, <laughs> well, we have feature parity now. Warren isn't. Warren isn't. He's going to raise it every time he ever talks Well, I just, I just need to beat up the boy, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is my question. If we have, well, we have feature parity. So if something's added to the iOS version, will it also come to the Android version? Or will we still have to wait a little while to get it? So, many things will be done. So I think the majority of things will be parity. There'll be some things which are iOS only, but I also imagine there are going to be some things which are Android only. So it's going to go both ways. And today, there are two things, for example, which we only have on iOS, which is the built-in photo browser, because we couldn't get the same experience on Android. And the other one is our 3D world channel, where we use augmented reality to tell you what's around you with spatial audio and to let you do indoor navigation. So those are two features which right now are not there on Android. And if we find a way, we might bring them to Android. But we are also, there are other features which Android technology enables, which iOS does not. So it's going to go both ways. But the vast majority of features, like really the majority, are both platforms and will continue to be. So, for example, if a language, if new languages were supported, they would be probably most likely be supported on both platforms simultaneously. Um, yes, and there are some that might even be Android first. You never know. Yeah, what, what what I think you heard, you promised, Zakib, was the next new feature is coming to Android first. You never know. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm just teasing you. I'm really excited about this application, this specific application, uh, and I'm using it a lot since it was released. So um, I have three points, only small points I want to ask you about. Um, 
First, about light detection. So uh, currently, it is using beeps. Um, is it uh, like in the in the works to have a um, tell you um, as text the 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 amount of lighting in the room, or at least the current lighting state, instead of using the beeps, or at least to have them both? Uh, that's an interesting idea. We have not sort of thought of that or had that feature request yet, but I'll, we can certainly think about that. So you would prefer to like have a percentage of light, like, you know, I guess, what is light measured in? Lumens. Lux. Um, lux. Lux. Lux? Or, no, yeah. no, lux. Lux or lumens? I don't know. Lumens. Yeah, the, the, you know, uh, that's, these are all good ideas and things we can add to our our wish list to think about. Yeah, at least uh, you can like if you don't want to 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 let it say state the measurement, it can like say dark or light or whatever you know. Yeah, and that's just because um, sometimes you don't want to listen to the tones, I guess. Yeah, actually, I'm not a fan of this way, and I think it it will be more accurate uh, for a person to know the the amount of lighting by text, at, at least for me. Uh, yeah, the, the the last two points, I, I promise they, they will be uh, very small questions. Um, regarding uh, the the uh, AI, you know, the, the problems with AI, and you, you were talking already about the hallucinations, and or I, we already, uh, like, faced this with apps and with AI services. So uh, are you able to um, get to a point where you or the, the service or the app will tell you the description um, accuracy? So it will tell you, for example, that um, it is likely that this is something or um, it, it is unsure about this, like to, 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 to remove the overconfidence of AI and to, to have it be uh, more neutral when, when trying to describe stuff. Is that possible? Funnily enough, it was more possible in the past. So I think the previous sort of wave of AI technology often had this sort of mathematical notion of confidence, where it would be able to tell you how confident it was about a result. And we would incorporate that into, oh, it's probably this, it might be that. What's interesting is this new wave of generative AI, like GPT, is it, what we're experiencing is that it's. Um, can be very confidently wrong. And so, you know, we definitely would like it to tell us how confident it is so we can tell the user. And that's something that I imagine may or may not come over time. It's like, you know, a science question that people are definitely working on. Yeah, the, the last thing, um, actually about beta ver versions, um, are you managing or are you planning to um, have a public beta version? Uh, like like people can join the, the betas of the app uh, in order to, to send feedback and stuff uh, using Play Store, or you will keep the, the betas thing uh, closed? Right now we have the closed beta as well. Um... No plans at this moment for a public beta. Okay. But we definitely want to hear everyone's feedback and then we'll iterate on the main version. So you can always email us seeingai at microsoft.com or from within the app. Now, uh, Sakib, talking about what Karen said, I think it was her second question or maybe the first one about light. I think it, it would be a cool one to... Uh, know whether um, the light is a colored light. I mean, like, this is Christmas time. Now, I'm sitting here, uh, and I, you know, I have these uh, lights that has 
bulb that has different colors. And so it would be nice to know that, hey, you know, the light in here is blue or it's green or something like that. So I can see uh, where Karen is coming from. And I think that will make a whole lot of sense if, uh, if that's doable. Oh, I love that. That is an amazing idea. Thank you. See, I don't think you need that because the scene will do that. Like the light detector tells you whether there's light or not. I don't think the light, the light thing needs to do that. That the scene would do that, wouldn't it? Like if it you would, had a twinkly, a, yeah, especially yeah, with like more and so on. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that with a string of lights. Yeah, I'm sure the scene would do that. Yeah, that's true though. It may be that the scene uh, feature would would tell you what type of light is in there. I, I'll have I to try would. that to be I sure. I think it would. I'm sure it yeah, would. I think it would. But I do like the. This is dark. This is scary. You know the the, the percentage that Green said. Yeah, you, know, you know the monochrome, not monochrome because the color doesn't matter. But is the light on? Is it off? Is it dimmed? Is it dark? Yeah, I, I like I like the idea of text around that. But yeah, I, I'm not sure you need the, the colors. Now you talked about um, that feature the one that has the real-time thing uh, giving, letting you know what's around. Uh, so would you not be able to do that, say, on a Pixel phone that has the Google Core uh, stuff? Um, Saki, what's what's wrong with that? Or maybe Samsung devices. I know it's not going to be able to uh, support every device out there. We have so many uh, Android devices, like you said earlier from the start, you know, the fragmentation, but of course I've always argued that that fragmentation in Android actually is its strength. Uh, now, wouldn't you guys be able to kind of uh, develop this for phones that have capabilities, you know, UWB and all of that, to use that feature? Yeah, beauty and diversity for sure. And never say never. So it's just, the, like I say, it's the world channel, which we decided we'd rather get this out there sooner without the world channel rather than, you know, trying to figure out if we bring this, how we do and which features, which devices. So um, again, never say never, but um, there might be some features that come to some phones, but that's all for the future. That's fair. It's amazing to have your support and others get the word out there because we've already had an incredible reception in the past few days but my aim is to get this you know out there to all the people who could benefit around the world right now we're in 18 languages we're going to double that to about 36 um early next year and yeah hope to bring this to more and more people all over the world yeah Um, and what's interesting is on version 1.0 people are already putting it in the top two or three so uh, it it's landed well by the looks. I say, you know, it, it it's really doing well on Android. I, so I didn't install it until yesterday, and I I actually like it because I'm comparing it to what I have on the other side of the aisle, and uh, performance is the same. And uh, for first, uh, you know, version, it's just absolutely good. So. You guys did your homework, and the uh, beta testers also did a good homework. And so I'll congratulate both you and the people that beta tested um, that app. They did a great job. Yeah, I've no idea who the beta testers were, but congratulations to them, whoever they were. (laughs) Thank you very much. And yes, thank you to all the beta, beta testers. 
I just want to say I like it so much that I've already kicked Google Lookout to the curb. So no more Google Lookout for me. I have I have it as a backup, but now I'm I'm going to see AI first. So yeah, everyone, add it, download it, install it, add it to your launcher. You're listening to the Blind Android Users Podcast. It is exciting to see what has happened with seeing AI. Yeah. Um, you know, within a few days, you see lots of downloads. And so you guys can now be rest assured that we have lots of Android users. And so I am glad to see you guys on here. And um, we'll be having a party just for you, Sakib. Thank you. But yeah, and this is just the beginning, right? Because we're at this exciting moment for AI where the things that we've got in the scene, more info descriptions, and also the question and answer, the chat interface for the documents, those are the latest things we brought out. But that's just the beginning. There's so much more that you're going to see over the upcoming months and years ultimately yeah. yeah so the in a sense it's one of the most exciting times in ai and bringing ai to help uh, the blind community in particular so sakib this is my last question for the day of course we're going to have you come back on here now that we know where you're hiding at uh, my last question however has to do with offline capabilities um, you know, why wouldn't I be able to use this offline, even with mundane stuff? I'm not talking about things that need uh, AI. But for example, I just want to scan a little piece of text and all of that. I noticed it would not do that. And now, no, John says he kicked a lookout to the side. On the other hand, however, lookout will let me use things like that offline. Would there be a possibility of just simple text? I'm not talking about big stuff, but just come on mundane stuff why can't i use it offline you should be able to let me just double check in case there's a problem and we'll fix it but short text color light product so short, short, yeah yeah, yeah short, short short text does uh document scanning does not yeah document scanning does not and the scene recognition does not those are probably the two biggest things which don't and if it's a new product then the product recognition needs to go to the internet the first time so yeah there are some things which need the internet but quite a few of things that don't yeah short text definitely works because i did it today when i saw warren's message okay um, I, I didn't do that because i was trying to do a document and it didn't do it so i just assumed so i'm glad that you know it does a short text because most of the yeah, time you know uh, a lot of us are not really scanning documents but i just get a little piece of mail or i want to see what's on this piece of paper blank or not blank i think so if that works that's good enough for me short text yeah, does. yeah. Yeah, and that's often like what I use for just I pull it out to quickly read stuff. And then if I want really much more accurate recognition and maybe formatting and stuff, then I'll go to the document channel because, yeah, the results are the latest AI way better. But the short text is good enough for everyday stuff as well. Well, Sakip, this has been absolutely beautiful having you here and um even me, uh, I was not happy with you. I'm happy with you today. Uh, <laughs> uh, is there a way people can reach you or, you know, um, just the feedback that uh, one could give from the app is good enough? A lot of times, you know, some people want a different way of reaching people, but uh, we could reach you or uh, via the app or, or how would you prefer people reaching you? 
Yeah, totally. If someone hasn't got the app yet, go and download it from the Play Store. But a quicker link is seeingai.com slash Android redirects you. And then you can email us seeingai at microsoft.com or via the app. They go to the same place. So excited to hear from you and, um, yeah, just hear what you think and what you'd like for the future. And this is really a collaboration. So thank you to all the testers who've been testing it so far. But it's really now to the community. Like, let us know what you want. And I look forward to inventing the future together. Excellent. Thank you so much. All good things must end. Thus, it's curtain drawing time, bringing us to the close of this week's episode. Coming up, though, we give you information on how to get hold of us. Well, folks, I hope you've enjoyed that one. It was a seismic episode, I think, with uh, Microsoft releasing Seeing AI. But that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, A very important episode. And uh, we're going to close out for now. Austin, how can everyone get in touch with us? To contact us, you can send an email to contactus at blindandroidusers.com. You can join our mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join our Telegram, Facebook, Discord, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the YouTube channel. And also the links are in the websites panel of the YouTube channels. Well, folks, that's it for this week. And that was a pretty big episode. I hope you agree with uh, Microsoft's announcements, with all the stuff that's happened on AI. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be with you next week. Say bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you next week. And don't forget, next week's celebration, we're looking forward to seeing you next week. Join us in the party. Have a good week, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week.